This episode of Unbothered by Tyra Vera is dedicated to the memory of Rush Limbaugh. Get your alligator and get away from me. Bye. <clears throat> it's a somber moment. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I am your host, Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Snoopy Bijou is currently enjoying a Whimsy's Alligators, Whimsy's Alligators, the never-to-be-sponsored of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but we still give him a shout-out week after week, week in, week out. Well... We don't even do this podcast week in, week out. But if you want some wins of these alligators, please check down in the description box below and you will find my Amazon affiliates links to get your own Whimsies alligators. Get your damn Whimsies alligators. Just playing. I don't care if you don't get them. They're just good treats for Snoopy Bijou. Somebody did give me some Whimsies the other day. They said their dog didn't like them. They were a little too highfalutin for their dog. And I get it. Some people give their dogs all sorts of stuff. And I don't judge because, you know, it just would be you. I want to keep her alive as long as I possibly can. And so I watch what I give her. And I'm not saying anybody else doesn't. I'm just saying, like, different people have different ways that they do things. Me and Beige have a way our house runs. That's what it is. If you're wondering why this episode is so much later than the others, it's because I recorded one and I did it full video because my best friend, Chris Storen, sort of shamed me. He he audio shamed me in the way that he was like, so are you going to do another Unbothered? And I was like, yeah, of course. Well, I put out the, the Doris Day one and I was like, I just did one. And then he was like, oh, just audio. And it was like the way he said it was like he was grossed out. But. He gets on my nerves anyway, even though he's my best friend. And so I was like, all right, let me do a video version. But the vibe of Unbothered, I'll explain it. The vibe of Unbothered is me laying on my couch getting unbothered. So when I try to do it, the one I did for Shang, I had to do video just because it was, I had so much video to go with it, you know, and I don't think it would have played as well out of context without the video and everybody getting to see exactly what's going on. I'm going to release that one only on audio too, but I need to record an intro for it so that people have a better understanding of what's going on. And I, so that one I had to do in video, but really this is the vibe of Unbothered. And because that one took me eight hours solid just for the editing, I kind of burnt myself out on video and I got to do more videos, but the videos work out best when I do them 20 minutes, 30 minutes at the most, because then I'm able to sit comfortably. After a while, I get tired. Even if I sit in an office chair, I'm still tired of just sitting there talking into my camera and having to pay attention to looking in the camera at least a little bit. And I just prefer to lay down and get unbothered. It's the best way for me when it comes to my podcast. The videos, I love doing the videos when I'm able to do them. But a lot of stuff hasn't really inspired me lately because I feel like, and I'm not trying to sound snotty, but I'm just going to tell you guys exactly the way I think about things. I feel like everybody is operating on such a low frequency right now that I don't even want to get involved. Like a lot of the stuff people care about, I just don't care about even a little bit. And not only do I not care about it, I wonder why anybody else does. 
that's really the way like Ted Cruz was a big thing last week. He flew to Cancun when everybody was going through that uh, polar vortex in Texas and people were mad at him. And I was just like, yeah, it sounds like the perfect time to go on a vacation to me. If I were stuck there, I wouldn't care what position I was in. I'd be like, if I have the means to get out of here, I'm getting out of here. And I know that maybe he shouldn't have because he's a senator and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, that's where I'm at on it. So while everybody else is outraged, I'm like, finally, somebody does something that makes sense. And I'm not a Ted Cruz fan. Technically, I think Ted Cruz is pretty toxic. And I feel like he operates on a low frequency. But I don't have time to concern myself with what Ted Cruz is doing. Ted Cruz has been fucking up for a long time. So just to keep continuously pointing these things out and nobody ever does anything about them doesn't make any sense to me. People talk about Gavin Newsom. Well, when it comes to Gavin Newsom, he's been fucking over the state of California for a long time. So what do you want from me on that? I just don't know what people... I don't live in California. I don't live in Texas. So even though my heart does go out to my friends in Texas, because I had friends... That's the other thing. Like I had friends that were giving me firsthand accounts through Facebook about what was going on for them. And the people of Texas, for the most part, haven't exactly been showing their hearts when it comes to this whole situation. I had a friend who was having a hard time. He wanted to rent a hotel room because he was traveling and he's on his way back home to Austin. Well, he just recently moved to Austin. And so he was out and he's on his way back home to Austin. So he's in a hotel room or trying to get a hotel room. They said he couldn't have a hotel room because he didn't have a reservation, which makes sense, you know, but he was trying to get a reservation. It didn't work out. So then somebody's reservation canceled or somebody chooses to cancel their reservation. And I guess the person was there at the desk and said that they wanted to go out and cancel their reservation. And they were like, okay. And my friend being quick minded was sitting in the lobby because he was waiting for an Uber or a Lyft, which is super expensive right now. And so he's waiting for an Uber or Lyft and he sees the person cancel and he right away asked the desk clerk, can I take that reservation? The desk clerk tells him that he cannot because even though it's first come, first serve, there's other people that have tried to reserve online or have reserved online. And so those people have to go in first. So he's waiting for an Uber or Lyft. All the lights go out because they're having the blackouts or rolling blackouts. And so he is in the lobby waiting and they're all getting spotty cell service. Every person I've talked to, every person I've heard from, every person that I've seen post has said that they're getting cell, spotty cell service over there. I guess it's so cold, everything's just, no, you know, everything's on the fritz, as they would say in the old school terms. You rarely hear on the fritz anymore, but things are on the fritz over there. So with things being on the fritz, he's trying to get through to Uber. He's trying to get through to Lyft. He's trying to get himself some sort of transportation. And like I said, it's going to be super expensive for him to get anywhere. But he's got the means and he's willing to do it. So he's doing what he has to do. I don't know where he gets his money. For all I know, he's rich because he's paying ridiculous amounts of money to do everything right now. And I wish I had his problems just playing. I would not want to be stuck in cold ass Texas for all the money in the world. I wouldn't want to be stuck there unless I'm Ted Cruz. But so he's, you know, the lights go out. And so he's not able to get this room. And so they tell him that basically he's loitering and that he has to leave the hotel. 
And he's like, well, I'm waiting for an Uber or a Lyft. It's super cold outside. There's nowhere for me to go. I don't even have my own car, obviously, or I wouldn't be trying to get ride share. And so I cannot just go wait outside. It's way too cold for that. And they're telling him that he's putting everybody at risk of getting COVID because he's indoors. And like stories like that to me, long story short, or to end that, wrap that little part of the story up, he did end up getting a hotel room because the manager tried to kick him out. And he was like, yeah, you can call security if you want to, but I am not going into that freezing cold weather to just wait outside. So whatever you have to do, you do, which I stand behind that kind of conviction. When somebody stands up for themselves in that way, especially when they're going to be put out into inhumane conditions, and even if it was a homeless person, like, is that really the way that we're treating people? It's a hotel lobby. There's not or a motel lobby, probably knowing the way everything's working out right now. But whatever it is, you're telling me that you would rather a person risk death than just let them sit in a hotel or in the lobby when they've tried to get a hotel. I mean, like, say you are that way and you're just like, yeah, homeless people have no business loitering. Say that's your take on it. If a person has legitimately tried to get a hotel room from you and they're just waiting for an Uber or a Lyft, you're telling me you can't just allow them that time for their ride to come it makes no sense to me so when people don't even try to help other people out it's like what what do you want me to do from here i'm i'm not even in the state so you want thoughts and prayers because i can lie to you and say that i'm gonna think about you and pray about you but i got a lot of shit going on all on my own i haven't put my podcast out on time and i don't know how long and that's also, because right now God is guiding me and I'm willing to accept that. And that sounds cheesy and hokey to some people, but it is what it is and it's where I'm at. And so far it hasn't steered me wrong. I've got to say that through the way everything has been going, I have been pretty all right and I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth and start trying to take the reins myself. What I do in every situation is I'm proactive when I feel like I have to be and I chill when I feel like it's better to just leave this in God's hands because I don't have the answer to everything. I wish I did have the answer to everything. I wish I had a crystal ball and I could tell you how it was going to tur turn out for you guys and how it was going to turn out for me and everything would just turn out that way. But that's not the situation over here. My crystal ball is dusty. I haven't been cleaning like I need to. That's a lie. I've actually been straightening up my place and getting rid of even more stuff. And then somebody the other day, my friend Ralph Tutela, who I've mentioned before, shouted to Ralph Tutela. I do love him. He put on Facebook when I talked about how I've been decluttering, but I, for some reason, can't get everything done. And we're going to talk about why I haven't gotten everything done and what the subconscious is on that for me. And it's not that big a deal, but I just I'm going to try to actually finish out some thoughts with you guys instead of jumping around the way I usually do. Even though I have to admit when I listen to this on the playback, when I listen to these on the playback, when I'm editing them, which like the last one I told you I was going to do a minimal amount of editing on. I have been doing a minimal amount of editing on everything just because I feel like my thoughts even though they're disjointed in different ways, at the end of it all, it all makes sense. And it's like talking to a friend, which is what I want you guys to get from Unbothered. Unbothered isn't for just any listener to jump in. I don't mind when people do just jump in, but I want people to listen to Unbothered and really feel like they're having a conversation with a friend. I am that friend. And you guys 
have been that friend to me. The people that interact with me, the true botherinas, whether you just jumped on or you've been on since the beginning, like the true botherinas, I feel like have had my back so much and have heard me in all different states. And now we're just friends. So I want to be able to talk to you guys like we're friends. So what I was getting at is I've been really good about decluttering. My friend Ralph Tutela had mentioned that I haven't been putting stuff, you know, for free on Facebook. So I must just be putting it in boxes. And I haven't been doing that. What's been going on is a lot of stuff I've been holding on to is trash or papers. And if you were to come to my place, it doesn't look particularly messy I mean it's a little untidy but I like my place to look lived in that's just the way that I like to live I've well I'm gonna fix that too but here's what we're trying to get at here I've been listening to the teachings of Florence Scovel Shin which if I'm not sure if you guys are familiar but she was like a, a leader in new thought I think she died in 1945 was when she died and she had this, uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It, I think is what her book was called. But I've been listening on YouTube to excerpts and people talk about it. And there's a lot of God involved, but there's also a lot of God involved in my life, which is something I don't think people usually get a full grasp of because people hear me on social media or read the things I say on social media and they think I must live this godless chaotic life which neither are true i'm actually not super religious but i very much do believe in god and i've had people question how it is i can believe in god when i was raised catholic and we know what the catholic priests have done in the catholic church scandal and what religion has led to and all of that i agree with I've even talked about my struggles with being Catholic and the way the Catholic Church runs. But the way I look at it, and I explained this to my new friends in Mongolia when I became the first ever openly gay comedian to perform in Mongolia, when I gave them the nice ones in Mongolia, believe me, I gave those people a performance in Mongolia. They absolutely loved me. The U.S. ambassador to Mongolia was at my show, and he loved me I was doing crowd work with his secretary but I didn't know she was his secretary she just was kind of being cagey about what she did for a living and I was raking her over the coals in a fun way and so it was a good situation but anyway what I told them because they asked me because you know Catholicism isn't necessarily the biggest thing in that part of the world neither is Christianity in general uh, but they you know they do believe in God well some people believe in God different people have different beliefs anyway the people I was talking to did believe in God but they were just kind of dumbfounded on how I could identify as Catholic also because I'm gay and the things the Catholic Church says and thinks about gays and all of that I recognize all of it's true all of it's valid I don't get upset when people ask me about that I'm not one of those people how dare you question my religion that's blasphemy okay well slow down Mary slow down sister Mary Agnes there's is not that big of a deal people ask questions you answer them or you don't answer them it's what it is and anybody that knows me knows I will put the kibosh on any question I don't feel like answering at any time and I don't feel any social pressure to be any different than I am. You're talking to me, you ask me a question, I have the right to either answer that question or just brush it aside. And sometimes I'll brush questions aside and people will be like, you didn't answer that question. And I'll be like, I know and I'll leave it at that. 
because I don't have to explain myself to anybody. I'm an adult. When I choose to explain, I explain. And this, I'm willing to explain. The way I see religion is like this. Religion is the wrapper and God is the candy. So what do you do when you get your candy? You take the wrapper off of it and you throw the wrapper out and you eat the candy. And that's the way I feel about God. God is the candy. I've ingested that. I have no need for the wrapper. So once in a while I will go to church just to keep my parents happier. Because every once in a while I think it's good to be around that energy too. That's the, the other thing. Sometimes I go to church just for me. It's been quite a while but sometimes I go to church just for me because I like being around other people that are thinking in that way. And so I'll go there because I know that that's a place where, at least for that moment, like-minded people are congregating. And I do feel like in numbers, people can draw a particular energy in. And I think that's pretty well been proven. So I don't really worry too much about... I've, I've always done that, though. With everything, I've done that. So... I don't know why people would think that I wouldn't be able to do that when it comes to religion. I've always been a person that's been okay with just taking bits and pieces of things and whatever doesn't serve me, I throw away. And I don't even let it get into my mind, which I've told you guys, I have I have a terrible memory anyway. So, you know, my, my mind doesn't even really pay attention to the stuff that's talking bad about gay or lgbt plus that's those fags problems if they want to be taking that shit seriously that's on them i'm so tired of people expecting you to fight their fights it's why i don't really care about cancel culture and i'm not a person who rails against ca cancel culture because cancel culture only affects you as much as you let it affect you that's something i can tell you as a person that has been quote unquote canceled i got canceled and i worked a bunch afterwards so i don't really know what a cancellation is supposed to do exactly anytime in recent history when people have canceled me i've either really fought it and just let them know why i wasn't accepting their cancellation or i've completely ignored it which when you completely ignore it studies have shown that if you give cancel culture seven 72 hours it burns itself out so in a lot of cases when you see people going through it for like a week at a time it's because they have apologized or they are continuing to try to placate the masses the people that are against them and I refuse to do that I'll dig my heels in especially if I really believe what I said there was nothing wrong with it and usually that is the way I feel about most things that I say because most things that I say that people get mad at are either a joke or something that I feel really strongly about so if it's a joke you can kiss my ass because that's my job is to do jokes and if it's uh, something that I feel really strongly about, then I'm not going to change that because you don't like it. You don't have to like it. I don't know every thought you have. I just happen to be a little more of a public person than you are. I also don't like in cancel culture Then in a lot of cases they don't allow for any kind of forgiveness or any kind of growth. People will say, well, yeah, maybe you found a tweet from months ago or something like that. And so or years ago for that matter in a lot of these cases when it comes to cancel culture and people will be like yeah maybe i felt that way in 2009 or maybe that was acceptable speak in 2009 and cancel culture will be like but now all of a sudden you say well isn't that the way evolution works isn't that the way what we're all supposed to do as humans and adults you don't think what you thought when you were a teenager 
when you're in your 30s. Like, that's not the way it works. So why wouldn't you expect people to continue to grow and continue to evolve? And it's only because we have the Internet and things being, you know, memorialized thoughts in a lot of cases that were meant to be thrown away and nobody would know about in years before social media. But now people are able to search that and search buzzwords and be like, okay, this person's name plus these words. Let me search it. Let me see what I come up with. And with most of that stuff, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I either already apologize for that before because certain things I do apologize for in the way that it's like, I don't mind admitting when I've grown past a certain type of thinking or something no longer resonates with me. And so when that gets brought up, I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel that way anymore. Or I don't talk that way anymore. Or that's something I've grown out of. And I feel like that's my right too. like, I don't owe anybody to stay the same person that I was back then. And I don't owe you to allow you to hold me to my words from back then. You can try if you want to, but it's not going to work out well for you. You're just going to get frustrated because I'm not going to give in. I'll just be like, yeah, you don't have to accept my apology. I don't even know who you are, stranger on the Internet. And there's been a bit of that, too, where some people will try to argue with me on the Internet that I don't know and I don't care about. And I don't give in to that. I don't even acknowledge those people because I just don't know you. So I'm not going to pretend that I have emotions towards people that I've never met before, people that I don't have opinions on. I don't have opinions on most people. People think that I would be upset with Shang and Black Pedro because we got into it on their podcast. Yes, I was very annoyed immediately after that happened but now it's just content I put out and it's just a memory in my head and one day my brain will get rid of that because I know how it works and th th that'll be the end of it there's nothing for me to really think about last week what I forgot to wrap up on my Doris Day episode was at the end of all of these relationships that I've been in that haven't worked out the best what I've always been most happy with is at the end of it all I get to be me again I get to be a hundred percent me again and do everything it is that I need to do that I want to do that I like to do so even though these relationships will be traumatic at the time in different ways or they'll impress different lessons on me at the end of it all I get to go back to me so what am I going to be so upset about what do I really care about that's in my past and why do I want to hold on to that which some of that is the teachings of Florence uh, Scoville Shin which I'm not some devotee all of a sudden but I just happened to stumble upon her teachings I don't remember how it was it came up in my algorithm but for some reason that came up in my, my algorithm and I was like you know what I'm gonna check it out because it was like the power of thought or something like that was what the first video I, I listened to was and it's all the thinking from you know basically the secret which is something that I paid attention to the law of attraction in general different teachings like that I have found do actually work it is about your mindset it is about you drawing in what it is you are and your energy rather than what it is you want because sometimes if you keep asking the universe for something you come off as needy you come off as thirsty and when you think about it in a dating sense or anytime anybody's been attracted to you if somebody's too attracted well not too attracted to you but if somebody's too thirsty in the way that they come at you and they just really seem desperate then you don't want to be with them and it doesn't matter how attractive they are we've all been there where it's somebody where you're like yeah the mechanics of you the you on paper 
I really should be in love with you. But because you're so needy, and I've been that person too. I've been the person that's really wanted somebody else to be with me and just been too much. And it was always when I was forcing something or trying to force something that didn't necessarily feel natural, but I had felt for a long time that I had to be in a relationship. And that's not the way to get into a relationship. That's not the way to start a healthy relationship. So I found that when I let things go, it's just all the way around, it's better. And so I, a lot of the things that I'm learning or listening to with uh, Florence Scovel Shin are already the way that I think. So it's just reinforcing that and it's just giving a lot of anecdotes to go with it. And I really like the way that works out. I always tell my friends that, you know, when somebody offers you money, just take the money, say thank you and take the money. I'm not a person who's turning down money left and right because that's you telling the universe that you don't need or don't want that money. And you don't want the universe to think that you don't need or don't want money. And I don't really worry about, I, I appreciate it when people give me things. But at the same time, I don't think about things in the way that, oh, poor them, they gave me this and now they're going to be short that amount of money. Or I feel like people don't give you anything they can't afford to give you. And I don't encourage people to give me anything they can't afford to give me. I'm not on here begging or, you know, asking people for things. If people want to give me things, they know. Venmo, Tyravera-Comedy. If they want to give me things, they know. Cash app, Ty Rivera. People know how to get a hold of me if they want to give me something. You like how I put in that plug? But, you know, like the thing is, I know that I've given to other people's things, so I'm all about paying it forward. I am not that person that just takes from the universe and doesn't give back. And I'll tell you one story that really brought a little bit of a tear to my eye, even though the person doesn't know that I took it that way. But what happened was there was a point when everything was going on and things were looking a little shaky, baby. And I was, uh, but really, I have such a positive attitude that like, things don't really look shaky, but sometimes I do have to be aware of things. And so I'm having dinner with a friend, you know, chatting, 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 whatever, uh, uh, chewing the fat, cutting up, uh, dishing. And then, the, okay, so this person is telling me that, you know, life's going really well for them, blah, blah, blah. So then um, the next day, I see that friend again, and that friend says here take this and don't say anything and so me being like I am you know when a friend offers me something I take it so I take it and I put it in my pocket and I don't say anything just like he told me and then I go and look at it later on because obviously at some point I have to reach into my pockets and so I you know it's, I'm at home and I look at it and it's actually a decent amount of money this person gave me. Well, this person gave me this just as a gift. And they told me, like, not only did they tell me not to look it at, they were like, don't worry about it. Don't pay it back. Nothing. Just that's for you. And so I took it. I put it in my pocket. And that was for me. And so I ended up seeing it. It was a decent amount of money this person gave me. And so in my head, I was like, 
I don't know how he knew that that was going to be helpful to me, that that was going to come in so handy at that time, but it did come in very handy. But in my head, I thought that whether my friend realizes it or not is actually a loan and not a gift. Even though I appreciate him offering me the gift, I still in my head was like, that's a loan. And then just through the power of positive thinking and being proactive. It's not like I just sit on my ass and don't do anything. If you know me, you know I have more than a little bit of hustle in me and I'm willing to get out in the world and do the things that I do. Sometimes people don't understand why I'm out as much as I am. But I've made good amounts of money from just being out, just from people seeing me. There was one week where I did really well This was before the shutdown, obviously, but I was just hanging out everywhere that I could hang out because I didn't necessarily want to be at home at that time. That was closer to my breakup. And so I was just being out as much as I could be out, having a positive attitude, being the person that I was. And I ended up making quite a bit of money in a seven day period just because people were like, do you want to do this show? Do you want to do that show? Just because people were seeing me out. So I do stay proactive. And a lot of times when people think that I'm just hanging out to hang out, yeah, I am just hanging out to hang out out but if something just happens to fall in my lap because I happen to be in the right place at the right time I would much rather be out where that's likely to happen than here at home watching more episodes of Shark Tank which has been my new obsession is watching Shark Tank but that's really just the way I've been doing things and my hustle has been paying off my willing to be out my willing to be proactive has been paying off so the other day i was actually able to give my friend the money back that he thought he had given me that i knew was a loan and some would say you know that's you kind of turning down money from the universe no that's me paying it forward but to the same person that did me the favor Because to me, I felt like that's where that money belonged. Like, yes, I do appreciate you giving it to me. But at the end of the day, this is yours and you should have it back. And that's the way I feel about a lot of things. You know, when people aren't paying their debts right now because Donald Trump lost the election. To me, that doesn't make sense. And that's not creating good karma for yourself. Me and a friend had a bet. And it was for a bottle and I don't really drink. So I don't know what I would have got a bottle of. I was just willing to take the bet. Me and my friend, it was late night. We were chatting over instant messenger. And he mentioned like, you know, if you're so confident in Donald Trump and he didn't say it antagonistically, it was like fun friend talk. And he was like, then why don't we bet a bottle on it? And I was like, okay, I'll take that bet. Well, they did everything they could do. They stormed the, <laughs> they stormed the Capitol, and still Donald Trump is not the president. So it was time to pay up the bet. And I didn't know how I was going to get the bottle to my friend because he's in Nashville, and I know there's problems with sending alcohol like that. I ended up doing it through Drizzly, which my friend John Carden, who used to feature for me all the time, and has really made a, the most of that situation. Like when it comes to helping other comedians out, I've helped several comedians out John Carden is one of the ones that I'm the most proud of because he's done the most with the opportunities and with the stage time and with just getting in there and showing his hustle so um, John Carden we were on the phone and he was like try Drizzly and so I just the other day 
sent my friend his bottle and I feel good about that. You know, I feel good about the fact that I am the person and I haven't ever not been that person to tell you the truth. Well, when I was younger, there were times when I did things because in my head, I felt somebody had done me wrong. It wasn't about not being able to pay them, which doesn't make it any better, you know, but it was like my thinking, like somebody would fuck me over and I'd be like, well, I'll show them. And I decided I didn't want to be that person. That's one of the reasons me and my East Coast bestie are such good friends because she we got into it at one point and I don't remember what it was we got into it over but when she was cleaning out her storage room or moving her stuff from her apartment to a storage room which I did her the favor of staying with this guy that I was dating longer than I was wanted to be with him this is okay let's talk my dirt all right this is where I'm kind of a fucked up person. I knew I was going to break up with this guy because we just weren't, you know, the vibe wasn't hitting right. And so I was ready to break up with him and I knew that. But my East Coast bestie at the time, we were both in California and she needed to move her stuff into a storage room. And if it was just me and her moving, it was going to take forever. And I would, you know, like me and another guy can get it done quickly. So I stayed with him longer than I had planned to stay with him about a, by about a week or something like that so that he could help me move her stuff. Well, while we were moving her stuff, she had this sleigh bed and she was like, you know, if you want to buy my whole bedroom set, I'll sell it to you for this much money. I don't remember. I think it was $800 was what she sold me the whole set for. And it was a decent set. I just got rid of the rest of it not too long ago, like within the last year or so. So it lasted me a good long time and it was good quality. And, you know, so it was what it was. And so I bought this bed from her. And I think, you know, because we had a friend agreement where I was going to be paid in installments. And we got in this argument and I remember how much I owed her. I owed her $600 because I was mad at her while we were mad at each other. And I was like, I'm not going to have this bitch telling people that I didn't pay her back. So I wrote her a check for her little $600 and I mailed it to her because obviously I knew where she lived. And I mailed it to her just to make sure that everything was right going forward. So some of the things that are further back in my karma, I need to get a hold of people on. But when I say further back in my karma, these people will not even be expected. Like, I'm sure they're not even thinking about that in, anymore. And I never fucked anybody over to a degree of like, you know, oh, I ruined their whole life or I devastated them financially. Um, what's the the Joe Exotic quote? I'm, I'm never going to recover from this financially. Uh, I didn't leave anybody in that kind of situation. It was petty shit, you know. It was just like you are when you're a kid. Or maybe not everybody was like that when I was a kid. But when I was younger, I had a few where I was just like, yeah, fuck him. And when I say few, I think maybe two people that I did wrong in that way and you do have to accept even if you felt like you were right for the reason you did it you did them wrong because they did loan you that or give you that and you didn't make good on your part of your word and at some point your word should count for something so there's also that kind of thinking going on then there's the fact that I haven't fully finished cleaning my place because with the Florence Scoville shin thinking uh or that you know the laws of attraction on that kind of stuff is 
if you want somebody to come, which there is a part of me that does want somebody to come into my life. I've been very open about that. I am looking to do something more serious or be in a more serious relationship with the right person, not just any person and not just wishing for someone into my life, just someone, anyone, not like that. Um, I want my right partner. But if you really want your right partner, then you get your place in order to make room for your right partner. So if they wanted to come over today, say your right partner called you, say your right partner just showed up and you want to just invite them over, then your place should be ready for them to just come over. And I feel like I'm getting to that point, but I'm not fully at that point. So subconsciously, my place hasn't gotten completely done because I know that I really don't want to 100% invite that in yet. I'm not ready to invite that in. Before, when I was younger, I used to think that I want to be in a relationship like that. But now I've realized that I needed to stop thinking that way. I need to start thinking more in the way of my right relationship, the right person for me, not just anybody, not just anybody that's cute, anybody that I'm sexually attracted to, which is a lot of people. There's a big swatch there but you know when uh when it comes to that it's like I want to like eventually just be with the right person and I know that that is going to happen I know that that is possible but I'm not ready for it now I want to become the person that I'm actually supposed to be so I attract that person as well I'm really working on me right now and I'm really happy with the progress that I'm making. Some days are better than others and some days I'm not as in tune with everything as I need to be, but I'm getting better and better at doing that. I'm getting better and better at not allowing bad days to happen because it is more about my mindset than the outside factors that are going on. Things are always going to go wrong and some days are always going to be better than others, but what can be consistent is my mindset and my willingness to deal with whatever it is that gets thrown my way. I'm not saying that tough times are over. I'll never have tough times again, whether that be mentally, whether that be physically, whether that be financially there will always be obstacles but how do I handle those obstacles which when I think about the way different relationships that I was in worked out sometimes the toxicity that I was bringing into my relationships was because of outside of factors that should have never affected the inside of my relationship I should have never let these situations but I when I say that understand that I don't say that from a place of feeling at all regretful about that. I feel like it was important for me to learn those lessons and to know what that feeling is and when I'm doing it so I don't continue to do it in the future. But I feel like I'm ready to move past that part and learn to, when I'm with someone, actually be in a world with them. I realized there were times when I spent more time on my phone than I really needed to. Yeah, there are certain times when I have to be on my phone. That's the way I get booked is people will hit me up on my phone. There are certain text messages. People don't always understand this because people live in that mindset of like if you're not if you're not fully engaged in the moment, then you're not really living in the moment. But the way my life works is, yeah, I can be fully engaged in the moment, but at the same time, 
I sometimes have to be on my phone because that's the way people are booking me. There was one time where somebody got mad at me because I was texting and driving. And I know you shouldn't text and drive, and I do it minimally now. But at the time, it was like I was actually getting booked on a gig. And, yeah, I had to return those text messages. So even though they got mad at me, I was just like, yeah, you're just going to have to deal with this because I am actually making sure that I have money right now, making sure that I have money lined up. So I won't continue to live like that. But at that one, I really needed to. And people don't always get that sometimes, you know, because people have gotten mad at me if I'm having dinner with them and they're like, you know, why are you always on your phone? And it's like, well, because I'm making something happen right now. I'm making sure that we don't get kicked out of our fucking apartment is what I'm doing. And like to some people that may sound dire, but sometimes that's what it's been. You know, sometimes it's been like, I got to take care of this. It's just what it is. So, you know, I, I, uh, I'm getting better, though, because there were times when I would be in relationships with people. And when I say in relationships, you got to remember, I've been on Facebook for a long time now. I've been living quite a I've been having an online presence for a long time. So when I say this, it's not just one particular relationship I'm thinking about or one even particular friendship that I think about. It's in general, there were times when I should have been even with my family. I've done it before when I was at a birthday party for like one of my nephews or nieces and somebody was trying to give me the blues as they say over uh, Facebook and instead of like being or Twitter instead of being like Facebook and Twitter don't matter right now what matters is this moment right here and what's happening in my real life instead of doing that I was arguing on Facebook or Twitter and that's a huge waste of time like I said I don't regret it because I feel like if I didn't have those experiences I might make those mistakes in the future which I would rather be at the point that I'm at now and exactly at the point that I'm at now in my growth in my development in the way that I see those things then have to go through that as a stumbling block moving forward so I'm thankful for the fact that I've gotten those lessons for the most part out of the way and now I understand why it was I was doing that and why that wasn't helpful to what I was trying to do at the time or what I needed to be doing at the time. So all the way around, when you guys don't hear from me or don't see me on social media or when I make decisions like not to be on Grindr, I've decided to give up Grindr for Lent. I had been wanting to give Grindr a rest for a while now because some catfishy stuff has happened to me and guys have been creeps lately, which I've got a good creepometer when it comes to what it is I'll put up with. I mean, like I am sexually free in a lot of ways. I'm a grown man. I don't feel threatened by a lot of things. So I'm I'm down for a lot of things, but sometimes people overstep their bounds and I had more than a few people overstep their bounds recently and I put a quick end to anything that was going on that I wasn't comfortable with. There was one guy that like ended up opening his door at some point or leaving his door open at some point and I looked over and I was like your door's open we were fucking around and I knew he had a roommate and I was like your door's open and he was like yeah my roommate's gay too he doesn't mind and it's like 
yeah, that doesn't mean I want to give anybody a show. That doesn't mean I want somebody to just walk in and start engaging with me because I know the way that those things go. Gays watch a lot of porn lately. I watch the same porn. And yeah, some of that shit can be cute sometimes or some of it can be an all right idea. But to not tell me now you're going past my consent or going around my consent and I'm not okay with that. I had another situation where this guy hit me up. This was like, last Wednesday or the Wednesday before um yeah the Wednesday a week from Lent <laughs> a week before Lent uh this guy had hit me up and I was hanging out at Chancla's you know which Chancla's is never mind uh Chancla's is a great spot to do stand up but they're not going to be doing it or there's going to be a break because Chancla's is changing their format and they've got new owners but we're going to be moving somewhere else neither here nor there for this story but I just thought I'd throw it in but so I'm at Chancla's and I'm messaging back and forth with this guy and this guy is four minutes away from Chancla's. And so I hit him up and, you know, we get all the particulars down or whatever. He sends his pictures. I send my pictures. Everything's great. Everything's cool. Everything's a go. He tells me where he's at. I get to his place. You know, it took me 10 minutes total because I had to say my goodbyes to everybody. And I was down to go have a good time with this guy. So he answers the door. And when I get in his place, you know, I'm obviously in the living room, in the foyer, just playing. This place was not nice enough to have a foyer. Not not shaming anyone. I don't have a foyer, but, you know, I just like saying foyer. But anyway, so I'm right at his door, and he asked me, he was like, uh, do you want to go to the bedroom? Of course I'm fine with going to the bedroom. That's where a lot of hookups happen. If we're in the living room, I'm fine with that too. But the short answer is, yeah, sure, we can go to the bedroom. So we're walking in the bedroom, and he was like, he was like, hey, I hope you don't mind my boys here. And there's this man sitting in the corner on a computer doing I don't know what. It looks like he's cruising or looking at porn or I don't know what he's doing. But the guy's totally not my type. And my fight or flight kicked in because when you're only planning on hanging out with one person and then you walk around and are startled by seeing another person because literally he said that right as we're walking in the room and I'm seeing another person. So I was thinking we were going to have a one-on-one -on -one hookup. Now all of a sudden there's this other guy thrown in and it's just like, what are you doing? And I didn't go into it with that guy. I was technically cool about it, but I did just beeline for the door. I was like, yeah, I should get out of here. And he was like, what, you're not interested? And I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. And the guy was like, oh, you didn't tell him? Like, you know, so the guy himself the one that was at the computer was feeling the same way I was like the guy should have told me and then I get to my car and because this guy was a grinder hookup and he hits me up on grinder and is like you know if you want to come back that's just my friend he just wants to watch and it was just like no I don't one I'm not attracted to that guy so I don't even want him watching and the other thing is you didn't tell me so I don't even feel comfortable being around it just was and stuff like that has been happening. There was another situation where there was a, a video running, which like that to me is a huge violation. And it was just like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And this was a guy that I actually know. And it was like streaming. And it's like, you're streaming? What is happening right now? And I'm not shy about any of that stuff, so I don't care. But I do care, you know, like I don't consensually want to be on anything. I don't give my consent to being on anything. I don't even like my sets being recorded. I am not going to want my sex being recorded. 
And so I wasn't comfortable with that in that way. And I also especially wasn't comfortable with the fact that I wasn't told in advance. And so for me, all of these things added up to me feeling like, yeah, I don't really want to be a part of this world right now. I don't like what this is turning into or what my energy is attracting from it right now. And also, if I'm trying to get serious with someone, if I want to be serious with someone, I have to be what it is I want to attract. And I don't want to attract a guy that's on Grinder all the time. Yeah, we've all been on Grinder, and it's not at all a deal breaker if you are on Grinder or have been on Grinder. But at the same time, I'm not trying to be with the guy who's always on Grinder, so I'm not trying to be the guy that's always on Grinder. So that was something that I've been thinking about for a while. And then all of a sudden, I saw a friend, my friend Albie, posted on Facebook that he was giving up uh, Grinder for Lent. And I was like, yeah, this seems like the perfect time, the perfect excuse for me to give up Grinder. So I gave it up for Lent just to give myself an excuse to make that the day and make it a final cutoff. But I decided it on Lent after already thinking that way and knowing that that's what I wanted to do. I also know that I can be more productive. It's not about just drawing somebody in or what it is I want to attract. I also know that sometimes because me and guys are chatting on Grinder, and a lot of cases it's a repetitive conversation. It's just repetitive conversations over and over and over in Grinder, which in some way works re really well for my mind, but in other ways when it comes to meeting people, I don't necessarily feel like it's the most healthy because it's usually just the same conversations over and over and over sup sup what are you up to what are you up to what are you into what are you into like these are the conversations on grinder and so you just keep got picks you just keep sending the same things over and over they send the same things over and over it's just like a hamster wheel and so i feel like i would rather put that time and productivity towards other things than talking to guys i can meet guys in regular life i can go to bars if i want to i don't choose to go to bar bars very often i meet guys at shows i like it's not like it's hard for me to meet people so i'm just being lazy by going through grinder plus i don't have anything else ordered in you know i'm not the kind of person that does DoorDash. I'm not the kind of person that does Postmates, any of that stuff. If I want to go some, get something to eat, I go out and get something to eat. And that's the way I feel about sex and meeting people. Plus, you know, I'm getting older and I don't always feel like having sex with people. So sometimes I feel like with Grinder, and I notice other people using it that way too and you notice from things people put in profiles and that kind of thing. In a lot of cases, people are looking more for validation than they are for sex. And sometimes you have to be honest with yourself about that too. It's like am I really horny right now or am I just looking for some sort of validation in these strangers and you have to be honest with yourself about that if you're honest with nobody else at least be honest with yourself at least be honest with yourself about what your motivations are for doing the things that you're doing and then maybe you can learn to live a better way or feel better about the way you're living so that's the way I'm coming at everything is just what's important to me. What makes sense? Like I mentioned the argument with people on Facebook and Twitter. Like for a minute, I felt like that was important. You know, I felt like that was important for a while there. Not only to set up my personality, but to stand up for other people that think like I do or think differently than a lot of the norm in society is, tells us we're supposed to think. And so 
for that, I thought it was important. But now I feel like I'm past that point and somebody else can pick up that torch. Like if somebody else wants to stand up for these people and let them know that their voices are valid and that there's other people that feel the same way they do, then you have at that. I've done it for long enough. I would like to concentrate on the things that I love, the people that I love, the things that bring me joy. I mentioned not wanting to do my videos. It's because, like I said, on the frequency that people want me to do the videos right now, I, I don't want to do anything on that level. I just don't. So, you know, if that's between me attracting an audience or me just recording for me, then I'm going to choose the way at this point in time where it will be just me recording for me. I'm going to continue to do videos. It's just I have to really figure out the angle that I want to do them from because I would like to talk about some of the things that have been happening lately. And I like some, I really like a lot of the stuff that I put out lately, like the Army Hammer video, the Valentine's video. Like I haven't put anything out in the recent past that I haven't really felt. There have been things that I've recorded and not chosen to post because I was just like, I just didn't feel it. Like I said, I did a full episode of this. I did an hour of this the other night of Unbothered, but it was me sitting down in front of the camera. And when I looked at it, and I liked the way I looked. It wasn't like, you know, oh, I didn't like my hair or whatever like that. I liked the way I looked. I was fine with everything visually, but I just didn't feel it. And I felt like I would rather put out something that I really feel, something that has some sort of meaning to it than just put something out just because I think that that's what I'm supposed to do right then at that moment. And I will get better at the putting it out every Wednesday. I'll get better at recording it on a day where I'm feeling it that's before the Wednesday and then I'll start putting it out on a schedule because I know that that is necessary. So these things aren't like cop-outs to be flaky or not do the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing. But this is me going through the reset. And that's why I have become thankful to COVID and the show shutdowns. I hated all this. I was honest about and there's still parts of it that I hate. But I also have gotten better at accepting that there are productive ways to have used this time. And for the most part, I have enacted a lot of that I have been able to actually use these situations in a productive way. So I don't feel a lot of regret in hindsight. At the time when I was first going through it, I hated all of it. I hated the fact that we have to wear masks. I'm still not a fan of the mask, but I understand why all of this is going to make me more appreciative for everything after it's all done. And I was thinking about the other day, even when it comes to having to wear the mask, when I'm doing my cardio, I'm going to appreciate being able to breathe in fresh air even more when we're able to do it again, when we're allowed to actually work out without our mask, which who knows when that'll be and who cares when that'll be? Because all I know is that things have been getting progressively better for me, even though I do have dark moments and I do have dark times and I don't try to deny those. And I'm very honest about that. I've talked to you guys about my depression, but even that has really been helpful because like I said, the more honest you are, the better you feel about things. And there are times where I feel like certain things aren't meant for public consumption. And there are certain memories that I feel are private memories or certain moments that I've had that I just want to keep for myself. And I don't see anything wrong with that either. But it's like if I'm honest about the way I'm feeling, if I'm honest with you guys about 
what it is I'm going through, then maybe not only can I draw strength from your guys' positive energy, because for the most part, what comes back to me now on social media, what comes back to me on everything I do, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's my podcast, which is still a form of social media. But if you think about everything that's going even on stage, like, I don't know who of you that's listening right now has actually seen me on stage lately but audiences are so ridiculously supportive and nice to me lately that even I don't know what to do about it and I know that it's because I'm putting off a better energy now and in general whether people realize they're feeling or that or not that's what people are feeling off of me and so they return the good feeling but with that being what's going on in my life I just want to keep going with that and keep thinking about the positive rather than sliding into any kind of the negative and just keep thinking about things in the most positive way possible. Sometimes when people get mad at me for certain things, when they call me like victim blaming or like the different titles people put on you because they're trying to say that you're insensitive, it's like, no, I'm not being insensitive at all. I'm trying to tell you that there's a way to get out of all of this. There's a way for you to at least take your mindset out of that type of mindset uh, or out of that kind of negative thinking and and make this a positive thing. Even the most negative things can be turned into positive things. Even the things that you feel you messed up the worst, you can learn something from and then it's not a mess up. Then it's just another lesson in life. And that's what I'm trying to concentrate on right now. And like I said, everything's going to start running on schedule the way that it's supposed to, but I'm letting that be a natural process and I'm really just letting God work through me or God use me the way that I need to be used. And that doesn't mean I won't every once in a while post something toxic or I won't talk about a toxic subject, but the thinking behind it will be something deeper than some of the times that I've done it in the past. The thinking that I've used to even talk about the things that I've talked about in the recent past were a, were that kind of thinking too. It was like, yeah, I'm still learning how to adjust the way that I say things. But then sometimes I feel like the way that I talk is the most natural way to say it and the way that certain people are going to relate to it most. So I'm not going to try to clean it up too much. I'm not going to try to do anything. I'm just going to do what feels good. I'm going to do what feels right. I'm going to do what feels natural. I'm going to do what feels authentic. And then I'm just going to let that energy come back to me because if that's the intention I do things with, then that's the only thing that can come back to me. Yeah, people can get mad. The other day I did a joke on Facebook or uh, on Twitter. I posted the same joke. It did well on Twitter. So I was like, let me put that on my Facebook too. But I um, posted what do Rush Limbaugh, because Rush Limbaugh just recently died, what do Rush, Rush Limbaugh and Ted Cruz have in common? And then the answer was they're both in warmer places now. This was the day after Rush Limbaugh died. And for me, it, it was just a joke. You know, I, you guys know if you pay attention to Unbothered by Tyra Vera, you know how I feel about death. So I feel like people go to a better place in death. I don't really believe in hell at all, to tell you the truth, even for the worst people. I just don't. We'll get into that another time. Let's not try to start that convo because we're almost done with this episode. But um, with me thinking that people go to a better place when they die, 
I'm not feeling like I'm being disrespectful to Rush Limbaugh. I know a lot of people that Rush Limbaugh brought a lot of joy to. I know that a lot of people were up in arms and hated him, and I respect both. But for me, Rush Limbaugh was just an entertainer, and there were times when I found things that he said entertaining. I wasn't a regular watcher, but I'm not a regular watcher of anybody. But there were things that I thought were very humorous that Rush Limbaugh said. He's a troll, and I love trolls. I'm a troll. So for me, I wasn't trying to take a swipe at Rush Limbaugh, and pretty much everybody got the joke. Everybody laughed. I got you know a bunch of laugh responses and stuff like that. There was only one person that was like, are you inferring that uh, Rush Limbaugh is in hell right now? I didn't even answer that because it's like, Baby, it's not that deep. One, I don't believe in hell. Two, this was just a joke for the people that get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. So, and I put out a post just yesterday on Facebook letting people know that I feel like right now more than ever because of everything that everybody's going through. Because I realize not everybody is as fortunate as I am in a lot of ways. And I just admit that I'm a fortunate person. Like I said, I'm not the richest person in the world. I'm not trying to put that off. I'm not trying to, well, I would like to put that off because then I'll draw that in. But I'm not trying to pretend to be anything that I'm not, I'm not right now. I have problems just like everybody else. I have things that I have to pay attention to just like everything else. I have to watch what I'm doing just like everybody else, or just like a lot of people. But at the same time, I realize that I'm a lot more fortunate, at least in my mindset, than a lot of people are. So I'm not trying to take that away. And the way I see it is my job right now more than ever is above all else, even putting out my personal feelings on why this is happening or why that's happening, the most important thing that I can do right now is to actually be silly and give people a reason to laugh or smile. And if you get it, great. If you get offended or you don't like it, feel free to unfriend me, block me, do whatever you have to do. If you have a problem with that, then I can just block you just to make sure that that doesn't become a thing because I don't want to spend my time arguing. I don't want to spend my time getting into it with people. And again, I know some people will be like, well, Ty, you used to be. Yes, you're right. I did used to be. That is 100% right. You are not lying even a little bit. But yesterday doesn't matter. What matters is today. Today and moving forward is what matters to me. And that's what I want to do. I want to move forward and I want to do what it was, what it is I feel like God put me on this earth to do. And really, that's what God put me on this earth to do. He put me on this earth to make people feel better, to give people something to smile about, to give people something to laugh about, to give people hope. And I know that he put me on the earth for that purpose because I've been doing it since I was a very little boy. If you don't think I was the joy in my parents' life when I was growing up, and believe me, I made it a point to be the joy in their life. There was a point when I was in my teens where I was a little rough with them. And they were a little rough with me, too. To tell, Well, they're the reason I was rough with them because I got tired of those people. I was like, you guys are insufferable. But, yeah, 
Um, I, but you know, I used to make them happy all the time. I still do. You know, I talk about it on the podcast. I love my parents and I like making them happy and I like making them proud of me. And I like that they get a kick out of all my silliness, everything that anybody would think that my parents don't like. I've had people say that on social media. I'm sure your mother's very proud of you. And I'm like, yeah, she actually is really proud of me. My parents really love me and they know stuff you guys don't even know. They know the worst things about me. When people try to act like, you know, well, if your parents knew, oh, you'd be surprised at all the shit my parents know about me. So don't be so sure that you can speak for my parents because there is a reason. This apple didn't fall too far from that tree. But anyway, that's where I'm at right now. And I do feel good about this episode. I'm this one. I don't think I'm going to do editing any editing at all on i'm gonna listen to it back just so i can hear it because i want to hear the ridiculousness i say i do smile and laugh at the stuff i do i provide myself some joy with these too so not all of these are just about you guys even though you guys are very important my botherinas so let me tell you that uh if i if i leave you with nothing else this week above all else ladies and gentlemen above all else stay unbothered